0: This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1869. Things your teachers never taught you. English grammar for intonation. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host,
1: Before hearing today's episode, you may not have realized that grammar can boost your intonation. Don't miss this. Today, you'll learn how to draw interest with three grammar structures for complex sentences, which can create life-changing connections. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Ooh, what am I up to today? My kids went to school. It actually rained last night and it might rain later. So it's very exciting in the desert when it rains because it's so rare and it smells so good.
0: Ooh, I love that. that. Does it rain more in September than any other time of the year in Arizona?
1: Yeah, we have a monsoon season in August and September where it will just dump buckets of rain and then there's flash floods. It can actually be really dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, it's this monsoon season, but also really nice to have some weather. Any weather, weather besides just sunshine in the yeah. desert is nice.
0: I think a lot of our listeners live in places where there are monsoons, right? I know we had one in Colorado. I don't know if it was technically a monsoon. We had flooding um, in Colorado a few weeks ago. So. Heavy rains. Yeah, crazy. That's been
1: happening all over the in the West, all over there in Las Vegas. There was some crazy flooding recently.
0: Yes, nuts. yes. I love it. What are we getting into today? Are we talking about, I feel like we're talking about grammar and intonation. Mm -hmm. I never would imagine those two things would come together, but they are.
1: (laughs) You don't think about these being related, but this is something your teachers didn't teach you, you guys, is that sometimes the grammar you use can make it easier for you to have interesting intonation. And that's what we're going to show you today. This is going to be great. But I want to start with a question for you, Lindsay. Okay. To highlight one of the yes. grammar forms we're teaching, let yeah. me know when you knew that you were moving away. What's mm-hmm. something that you wanted to do in Boston before moving?
0: Oh, that's a great question. I wanted to make sure I spent lots of time on the Esplanade. The Esplanade is an area where you can walk along the Charles River, and at sunset. So I wanted to make sure I joined like my run groups and went on lots of runs along that river because it is gorgeous and there's a lot of runners in Boston for that reason.
1: Okay, so before moving to Colorado, you wanted to get in all the running in the beautiful places.
0: Before moving to Colorado, I wanted to get in all the running. You got it. (laughs) That is
1: awesome. (laughs) So yes, we're using one of our grammar forms there, but we're going to share. This came from a question in a live stream that we did where someone asked, can I just use simple sentences to make grammar easier? Or do I have to be using you know, compound and complex sentences. And this is what we're talking about today. No, guys, don't just use simple sentences. Yes. It makes your speech so choppy. It's right. not how natives talk. But you can also really simplify the yeah. way you create these interesting sentences. So that's what we're here to help yeah. you with today.
0: Yeah. I mean, at your level, you, you must use complex sentences. If you're yes. still using simple sentences, You know, you are not reaching your potential, right? Of connection, right? That ability to connect when someone hears you say something in a more advanced, interesting way, we don't want to miss that, guys.
1: Exactly. And on top of that, you don't want your intonation to be boring or monotone. And when you only use simple sentences, you can't help it because you don't (laughs) have enough room in the sentence enough happening to get that interesting intonation. So it's Mm. going to necessarily sort of be flat and monotone. We don't think about this. The way to get interesting intonation is to have interesting clauses in sentences, grammar that makes it easy to
0: use that interesting intonation. I love it. So the answer is yes, you have to speak more in more complex terms. And the reason is not because you want to look smart and sound fancy. It's because we want you to sound interesting. And again, as Aubrey said, when you're using simple grammar, you're stopping your sentences, right? Your choppy stops all the time. That's the problem.
1: Exactly right. So imagine Lindsay's intro if she just used simple sentences and say, mm-hmm. I moved to Colorado, I wanted to run. Right? It's before just before so I moved, choppy it was fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. No Very interesting boring. Intonation.
1: But if you can say, before moving to Colorado, I wanted to go running and right. hit all the cool spots. There's so much interesting intonation because the sentence
0: is more complex. Oh, it's so much better. I love it. Then I guess what our listeners are going to want from us now is how do we do this? How do we sound interesting due to more advanced grammar, using this advanced grammar? How do we get through it? Now we've been sold that we should do it. Now how do we do it?
1: Exactly. (laughs) So we're going to give you three very simple ways to do this. The first one is the one Lindsay used there. This is an adverb clause with before. It's an excellent way to clarify when something happened, but in a way that makes your sentence so much interesting, right?
0: Yes. And so just so that we make sure we know, so an adverb clause, this is when we find words together in a group, right, that form a dependent clause and they act as an adverb. They take that place, right? They take that role as an adverb in the sentence. But we're going to show you some examples right now, guys. So don't get too wrapped up in the technicalities here.
1: Exactly. It's pretty basic when you look at it, right? So, an example is before moving to the city, I lived in a super small town for most of my life. And you see Mm -hmm. how we're joining these two simple sentences instead Mm -hmm. of I moved to a city, I lived in a small town before that, right? You're creating this interesting, complex sentence by starting it with that adverb clause.
0: Yeah. And not only would the simple version of that uh, be boring, it would also be confusing to me. Right. Yes. I don't know how these two things really connect to each other in a timeline fashion. Exactly. This adverb clause with before
1: clarifies that Mm -hmm. it makes it smoother. It makes it more clear, like you said. And because of that, this is actually really good for job interviews when you're sharing past experiences instead of it having be choppy and disjointed and confusing. It makes it really clear.
0: Yeah. So here's an example, guys, that you might use in a job interview. Yeah, because in a job interview, Aubrey, you're talking about the whole span of your career in many ways. And certain jobs lead into another job, right? We need that, don't we?
1: Yeah. Yes. So maybe you would say before my current position, I worked as a project manager at Intel for five years. Mm -hmm. Not only is this a very interesting high level sentence, but like you said, Lindsay, it's so clear the timeline of when you had the job and what happened. It makes it very professional.
0: Right. And the fact that you did put this into a complex sentence, your intonation was different. Right. Right. After that comma. Right. Before my current position, I worked as a project manager at Intel for five years. There is a little bit of a pause. Right, Aubrey? Yes. But it's a hanging pause kind of.
1: Yes. To add engagement. The person you're listening to in this job interview, the person you're speaking to, Mm -hmm. they need to stay engaged. Oh They my gosh, need yes. to be paying attention to what you're saying. The worst thing you can do is use a monotone and simple sentences. Maybe their mind yes. starts wandering, and they're not going to think of you as the ideal candidate. But if you keep them engaged and interested and you're clear with your timeframes, then you're at the top of the list.
0: Yes. Imagine if you have all these facts. You have an amazing resume. You worked at Intel, maybe Apple, who knows, right? You've done these amazing things in your career, but now you can't string it together into something that sounds compelling. You're out, right? It's such a bummer. I know, right? (laughs) We want to make sure that doesn't happen to you guys. We want to help you get the, the winning career that you want. Right. That's why we're here today together. Good stuff. Yes. Okay. let's jump into
1: this second one. Yes. So this is a relative clause with the word who, another complex sentence. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're creating a dependent clause that has a subject and a verb. It can't stand alone as a sentence because it's not an independent clause. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we call this an adjective clause because it functions as an adjective. It gives information about a noun. So give us an example, Lindsay. Yeah,
0: let's go straight to the examples, right? Here we go. My dad, who's always watching cooking shows, actually is not a very good cook. Oh, I love that sentence. It is packed and loaded with interesting stuff.
1: And imagine if it were all simple sentences, right? My dad watches cooking shows. He's not a great cook, though. It's just like there's more monotone, for sure, because I just don't have the space in a complex sentence to make Mm -hmm. it interesting and it's choppier. That's just to create this complex sentence with a pretty simple clause gives you the chance to have that interesting intonation.
0: Yeah, at that point, if you are putting these into simple sentences, you're almost reading off bullet points about your dad. And at that point, after the first bullet point, I'm gone. Mentally, I'm out.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Suck me in with interesting intonation with a complex sentence. Here's another example. I would say this about my daughter. I'm extremely proud of my daughter who worked very hard to earn excellent grades.
0: Yes. Of course, that
1: could be simple sentences, but it's so much more interesting, engaging when it's a complex sentence.
0: I love it. And just because we have these commas, we have this complexity, Aubrey, let's go through the intonation. And again, how we, our listeners heard how it's different, but I want to kind of pick it apart real quick.
1: right? Yes. I love mm-hmm. that. So I'm definitely going to Add interesting intonation to emphasize the adjective um extremely, mm-hmm. extremely proud. Yeah. I'm extremely proud of my daughter. daughter. And then, like you said, there's a comma there. So there's a pause. Right. And then I'm again picking up the intonation who worked very hard. And I'm emphasizing that adjective very hard. Yes. And then we drop a little bit on the verb to mm-hmm. earn hmm. And then emphasize the adjective. Excellent grades.
0: Yeah. I mean, my favorite part about this is that it's it's that pause right there where we see that comma, but it's like a pregnant pause kind of as they call it. Right. It's a it's a it's a hanging pause. I know something else is coming. Right. It's so good. Exactly. It's, so it's good. a
1: cliffhanger. You're adding that interest of what is going to be said next.
0: Yes. Or I'll just repeat the first one because this one has really nice pauses. My dad, who's always watching cooking shows. It actually is not a very good cook, right? We have those pauses, but we know something else is coming. I'm sticking in that extra bit of information that he's always watching cooking shows, and it should be funny, right? There we yes. can make someone laugh. That's funny. Right?
1: Yes, exactly. You have that interesting. Intonation. is not a very good cook. Listen to the cadence there, yes. right? If you just use a monotone and run that all together, you're yep. missing that chance for
0: the humor. So good. All right, Aubrey, there is a third way our listeners can use some fancy grammar to sound more interesting. What is it?
1: Yeah, so this is to use the first conditional in the simple present with will. So this is where you have the word if Mm -hmm. and then present simple tense and then either will or won't followed by your verb, right? Yes. So Mm -hmm. for example, I might say if people are mindful of each other, the
0: world will be a better place. Oh, I love it. So this is kind of dreaming, imagining what we could do, painting a picture. If you listen to this podcast, your English will improve. I could imagine in a job interview too, we could potentially provide some suggestions. We want to be careful the way we word our suggestions, but the ways a company could grow, right? You could sound very confident. Mm -hmm. I could
1: imagine the interviewer asking, you know, to find out how much you've researched the company. What's a suggestion you have for us to let us know Mm -hmm. how we could potentially grow? And this would be the perfect grammar form for that.
0: This would be fantastic. It also sounds very confident because you're short, you're using will. This is something that's definitely going to happen. You know, if you improve your landing pages, you will have more leads on your email list, right? There are certain things we could say and do. So Yeah, for
1: sure. And the grammar is Lending toward that confidence as well as the intonation that sort of naturally comes out when you have that pause, that grammar form. It's almost impossible to read it in a monotone. It feels, it just feels wrong. And so it's going to help inspire you, push you to use that interesting intonation.
0: Yeah, you guys are going to become 10 times more interesting when you speak English after today's episode. But let's show our listeners exactly how to do it in a role play. So, what are we doing here?
1: Nice. So I wanted to do something a little more outside the box for this role play. This definitely outside the box. I love it. <laughs> you and I, Lindsay,
0: are auditioning for a Broadway musical in this oh role play. Oh my gosh. Good luck.
1: <laughs> you too. Good luck to you. Are we
0: competing for the same position then? Is that what's happening? Or yeah, we don't oh, know? Yeah. Okay. Well, right, right, we we I don't
1: know if that comes up, but yes, we're like sitting next to each other. i Before the, the audition.
0: <laughs> so is this your first edition?
1: No, actually, it's not even my first today. Before coming here, I had another audition down the street.
0: My friend who actually told me about this audition may have been there, too.
1: Oh, there were a lot of people there. If I get the part, it will be a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so fun.
0: I love it. You, know, you really came out and you said, hey, I have experience. Like, I'm I'm all over New York City here. I'm imagining <laughs> we're in New York, right? We're Probably, yes. shows in New York and you've got Maybe a lot London. of London things turning. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so we used three different complex situation sentences here. What was the first one, Aubrey?
1: Yeah, the first one I used that adverb clause with before to say, "Before coming here, I had another audition down the street." So I'm mm-hmm. just it's just an interesting way of saying where I was before and that I did something else, right? It's an interesting way to just make that connection, right? I'm I'm yes. having a more interesting conversation with you than if I just said, yes. <laughs> or no,
0: <laughs> right? What What would you say? How could you even make this simple? I think this episode is going to fill in the gap for a lot of our listeners. It's going to fill in that gap to surge our, our ourselves up to that native-like level. Because what would you even say, Aubrey, without a complex sentence here? Uh,
1: no, the only thing you could maybe say is like, "Yes, I had one earlier." Right. And look at how choppy it is and how you're sort of closing down the conversation. Whereas the way I chose it, it it opens that door for like, yes, I want to talk to you. I want to connect with you.
0: Yes, I love it. I'm going to a conference next week. And I'm going to be using a lot of these complex sentences to connect with people at the conference. Right. If you just come back with simple sentences, you lose the energy. That's the key. Right? Exactly.
1: Yes. And then you used a great one with who. My mm-hmm. friend, who actually told me about this audition, yes. may have been there too. And you could see mm-hmm. how that could be these choppy sentences. You know, oh, yeah. uh, my friend told me about this audition. She may have been there. Yes. I mean, you get your point across, but with way more boring intonation.
0: And this is also genius because now you've added a third person essentially into the conversation, my friend. Now this person, if they want to continue the conversation, they can ask about your friend. So you've added more material for this person to ask about and you have more chances for connection.
1: Okay. Right. I could have said, you know, what color was her hair? I right. might have oh, chatted with her. To her.
0: Yes. There's nothing better than finding that mutual connection. Someone maybe you both know. So good. Nice, yes. And then the last one, Aubrey, uh, what do we say? So let's see, you said there were a lot of people there. If I get the part, it will be a miracle.
1: Right? Yes, exactly. So I use that first conditional simple with Will in the present uh-huh. tense. Right. And I love this. I, I use this a lot to say, if this happens, it will be a miracle. Yes. Right. And yes. using the conditional just to say it to exaggerate. Right. That's yes. definitely an exaggeration. If I so get the good. part, it will be a miracle because there were so many people there.
0: Yeah. So think about it. This could be the start of a really cool friendship, right? Between you two right there in the seats of the auditorium while you're waiting to audition. So good. But only if we're using interesting sentences and we actually sound interesting. I'm glad you threw in Broadway here, Aubrey. It's good stuff.
1: I know. So fun. I loved going to shows on Broadway in New York City. We would play the lottery. You can play a lottery for the front row so we could get cheap seats. did you ever win the front row? This is really funny. When we played for ourselves, we never won. But when (laughs) friends would come and visit from out of town, we would go and play for them. We would win for them every time. That does
0: not <laughs> seem right. That does not seem right. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: but at least they got to go. They were only there for a few days. They were so yeah. excited to be able oh. to go to these fun shows. Wicked was playing at the mm-hmm. time. Chicago in the Heights. Some yes. shows that were very long running. And and if
0: you're not in New York when they're playing, some you, miss, you miss, miss out. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the longest running ones was Cats. I remember Cats was on Broadway for like thirty years. Forever. I think almost. It was incredible. God, probably what a Ms. cool Rob thing! And Phantom of Ms. the Opera. Some missed. of those have
1: such a long run time that uh, but still you got to go to it's new york so cool. to see
0: it yeah guys if you're interested in broadway go check out the episode we did with alan seals he talked about making it as he's a broadway producer and he talked about making it on broadway making in it in new york city as an actor so go check that one out from the summer end of june good stuff all right good so what's the takeaway for our listeners today aubrey
1: Yeah, guys, you need interesting intonation in order to have interesting conversations and connect with people without them getting bored and checking out. So you can have another conversation later. And sometimes grammar is the best way to do that.
0: It's amazing that grammar is actually your solution to connecting. That's the message for today. So good. Good stuff, Aubrey.
1: Exactly right. These complex sentences use these three to create those conversations.
0: I love it. So good, so good. I will see you back here very soon, Aubrey. Have a good day.
1: Thanks, you too. Bye-bye.